Craft design empire. Take control of it. Do you know what? These are really great questions. If you want it, you're just gonna find a way to get it. Okay, I don't think we have a premium uh, Zoom membership anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so that's not good. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. As long as everyone's recording, um, we can always stop it and start again. So we'll be good. Welcome to the podcast. This is it, another Creative Offer podcast. Uh, this is a bit of a different one with yeah, Jakob Mir and Millie Powell. Welcome. New Creative Offer hosts. <laughs> how exciting. Yeah. First one without interviewing someone, which will be a bit different. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, this will, this will go out the same week. So people will know you from the Polish Share podcast. Uh, and, and and Yaku, yours is still to come out yet. <laughs> You've done two, I think it is now. But yeah. uh, they will be out. Yeah. And, and the creative offer five Ps uh, turned into seven Ps. And we'll talk all about uh, our new philosophy and what the five Ps and seven Ps, six Ps. I don't know how many we've got now. We've got loads of Ps. <laughs> got a plate oh, of Ps. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so we basically come up with this idea of uh, having having a philosophy, and we wanted to cr- create more of a, a dynamic idea around the podcast and around uh, what we're trying to do with Creative Waffle and make it more than a podcast. So um, yeah, we looked at our, our design careers, looked at ourselves, looked at what other people um, have done in their careers, and uh, obviously interviewing over 100, 180 people now uh, for the podcast, I've discovered a few things that uh, people have in common that have made them successful or um, I've gotten to where they are, so we're, we're going to discuss those. And funnily enough, most of them come under the uh, come under a word beginning with P, so that's handy. Um, so yeah, we're going to discuss some. Or if, so, or if it doesn't, we've made it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've made them up. Yeah, as well. So, so yeah. yeah. Guess uh, actually, do you want to do, you want to do an introduction of who you are first? Oh boy. <laughs> oh, what am I supposed to say for that? I've never been one of those people to have an elevator pitch, you know. When people say, too. Yeah, when people say to me, what do you do? I'm like, oh, I design stuff. Because they never yeah. really know. If I tell them what I really do, I feel like people aren't actually going to understand, so there's no point. But I suppose like people a, li- people listening to this would understand. So. It's like in, in my college in RE, we did a little sit around a circle and introduce yourself. And that was the most terrifying thing for me. Not that I'm scared of talking to people. It's more like talking about myself. Yeah. Like, hey, I, I'm Yakub and I do this. It's like, why? Well, I'll introduce you then. You're both, uh, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> you're, you're both awesome creatives, um, oh, illustrators, designers. Um, and yeah, I'm really you. pleased to, to have you on board with the Creative Offer podcast. This will be going on the on the about page of our podcast, and uh, as people get to know you over time, uh, they'll, they'll love you and come to understand who you are and get a bit of an, more of an understanding of. Um, of, of what you are and what we're trying to do as a, as a group now um, and obviously we've had people like Matt Roth we've had uh, Millie um, sorry bad Hannah uh, in the podcast uh, before hosting the podcast um, get confused with names um, and uh, Drew as well Drew's hosted a, a couple of podcasts and was originally scheduled to be on uh, the team but had to, to leave for personal reasons just too busy so so yeah that's fair enough so now it's the final three uh, it made it to the boot camp and are uh, excited to, to get it going, get it moving forward. Scariest yeah. a version of X Factor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, slightly. But yeah, yeah so yeah, I'm excited. And especially the, the first call we had the other day was just came away with so many ideas. So uh, mm. um, ideas. as time goes on, time goes on, we're, we're going to be a growing force, and um, hopefully, hopefully, a place where people can come to the podcast website and come to um, all the events and things we're going to put on. Um, as a, as a great resource for starting in the industry. Because uh, that's really who we're focusing, focusing at. So, the P's, our philosophy, the creative for philosophy. So, as I mentioned, we come up with um, a number of P's, uh, and I'll run through them, and then we'll discuss them all in, in detail and what they each mean to us. So, uh, we've gone with passion, patience, persistence, principles, portfolio, perspective, and process. Uh, there are a number of ones we left out, and a number of ones we could have had. Um, like purpose and uh, practice as well, which I thought of just for the podcast, which is probably oh, quite an important a good one. one. <laughs> Maybe we should make it 10, please. Add a few more in. <laughs> Maybe we should make it 10. We have got enough for 10. But, um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, the, whole, the whole idea behind this is is for people listening along and ourselves as well to, to have a list of attributes that we uh, that we live by 
um, or we can have them on a poster on a wall or, or you know something that um, really gives us a bit of a goal and a thing to aim for um, and it's definitely doing this exercise of, of writing down what all these little words mean to me it's definitely given me more of a purpose and that's sort of why um, the word purpose is on that list but uh, yeah so we'll get into them um, the first one uh, is passion um, I don't really know how to start this discussion, but uh, passion. What? What? Why? Why is it important? I guess why is it important to have passion at the start of your design career? Ask Paul to share. She'll tell you all about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's yeah. It's it's a care for what you do. I think if you and I've said this a couple of times to a couple of different people, uh, but if you love what you do, and as corny as it sounds, if you love what you do, you never really feel like you're working, and there's always going to be those stressful days. But if you really enjoy it you're going to be more willing to take those stressful days. So, And that comes from a, a place of loving what you do, I, in the simplest of terms, at least. Yeah. It's that, there's that saying, isn't there? If you love what you do, you'll never work a day of your life. Yeah. yeah. Which I think with, with design, this is something that um, I've heard quite a lot, is people sort of accepting of the fact that if you pursue a creative career, it's going to take over your life. It will take up a part of you. It's not just something that you can leave at a nine to five because it is something that does just sort of take over your whole being. So it's so important to really, really love it. Mm-hmm. Really, really need to to want to be doing it. To do yeah, it well. absolutely. I've written down as a desire to create and, and the need to make things. And that's what gets you up in the morning. That's the, that's the passion. If you've got that passion for it, then... Yeah. And you're, you're, that's one, one P down. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think it's also a, a little pursuit of knowledge as well. Because when you do it, like for me, I, I do brands and logo, logos. Uh, so to, to propose to a brand a strategy, you need to know all the answers. And, but you also need to know the questions first. And it's, it's kind of your job to, uh, to find the questions. And I, I think maybe I chose this route because I think at one point in my life I wanted to be a detective, and I, and I think this the the brand strategy aspect of design is me searching for the, for always asking why. I've always been kind of a, um, a someone who questions everything from from personal life to professional. Like I remember a few years ago, my dad got a new car, and I was like a kid in a in a candy store because i was like oh, what does this button do why is it here and, and he's like do you ever just turn off for a second and like, not really. no not really so uh, I, yeah i think that's that's an element of of passion in design is is just wanting to have as many answers and wanting to help people with those answers yeah that's a really good point actually they say a lot of design which is something that i think is why i love it so much is because i'm a massive problem solver i yeah. love being given a problem and knowing that i have to come up with a solution for it and the fact that I get to do that in a creative way is like a bonus. So I think, yeah, having those sort of passions for the things that not necessarily just making things and that side of it, but having the passion for the bits that go with it that you wouldn't even think about is also really important. Yeah, because yeah. often there's a... Um, sorry, Mark. No, no, you go. You go. <laughs> I was going to say, often sometimes you, you get a problem within a problem. Someone yeah. comes to you and says, I have a problem. And you go, what is it? And they go, I don't know. <laughs> yeah so, so now it's your you have to, to identify it first yeah. exactly exactly and t- to me that's actually quite a fun part of the job and it's a yeah. part that i'm involving myself in more and more working in a studio yeah uh, i i i think the earlier i can get on board with that side of the job the not necessarily easier it becomes but um the more expansive your mindset becomes as a result mm-hmm. Uh, you know, knowing when to ask the right questions and what the right questions are, in a and every scenario is different. Uh, I'm just thinking about the co- the context of just mentioning all of these things and all these these P's and um, and mentioning all of the words. And I think I just, I just wanted to sort of say that people listening and and the way I've used these words is um is like almost like a checklist to yeah. uh, to how I could be successful in the future or how I could and it's also an ever ever growing uh, checklist of um. Of, you know, if I find my passion, if I find the patience, if I find persistence in what I do, and all of these things, if I get all of them ticked, then that's that's what's going to make me successful, and that's what's going to, if I constantly have all of them ticked, all of these plates yeah. spinning, that's what's um, hopefully going to make me successful in, in what I do. Recipe for success, yeah. <laughs> so that's uh, so yeah. I mean, I guess this is what we're trying to urge the listener to do is, is find, write all these all down, and then find their own meanings in them and, and tick them off 
um, mm. when they uh, when they find that and they get it. Um, I think that's what we're trying to do. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. <laughs> I would also add, um, if you're looking to go into a studio, it's it's also important to find people who match the same passion as you, uh, or even have have more. Because um, mm. f- for me, uh, my boss is he's very giddy about design. He clearly enjoys what he does, and having that around me makes me enjoy it even more because I know that I'm I'm shit, I've got something in common with my boss who you know is not not necessarily the guy, not only the guy who pays the bills but I, someone I'm mentoring oh sorry who's sorry who's mentoring me I'm not mentoring him uh but finding a team that that cares about design the way that you care about there's a uh, I I reference Simon Sinek a lot but he said um people you know people hire people when they believe in the same things if you work with somebody who you don't believe equally in the same things you're just going to collect their money but if you uh, work in a team that all care about the same thing you're going to put more effort and love and care into what you do so, that's really yeah. important yeah i like that working with people who are also passionate definitely yeah. important yeah absolutely and that's that's the that's what gets that enjoyment um from your job long in long term as well and that's uh brings us on to the patience uh, side mm-hmm. of things um yeah I, I think this is one that i've worked on um and definitely still working on i haven't always had patience in in what i do or the day-to-day of of being a designer but um but yeah now seeing and this the thing is with all these pieces they all sort of tie into each other so having yeah, that patience right. now also brings the perspective of how do I see this as a as a whole career rather than just a day to day, just getting this job done? Yeah. Um, and then this that that gives me pro that gives me the purpose, and that eventually leads to big portfolio. And obviously, yeah, they all they all sort of tie into each other, which is really nice. Um, it's almost like a skills to be a complete designer. Um, so yeah, how how have you two dealt with the patience of of day to day, and then thinking about it long term as well? I personally would say that this is definitely one that I'm still working on. Being, we've had this conversation quite a lot, um, but I have definitely, I've spoken to you guys about it, how I'm so used to just moving from one thing to the next. So I came out of school and I went straight to uni and I had a part-time job in an agency and then I did a placement while I was at uni and then obviously went back and did my final year and thought I'd just come out and get a job. And obviously things didn't work that way and <laughs> me being me, not the most patient person in the world, got really frustrated about that. And it's taken me a good couple of months to realize that actually it's all right to not just be moving forward all the time and if even if things don't move in the way that I think they're going to move forward then that's not necessarily a bad thing and to just sort of <laughs> sit back and go with the flow let, let it let it happen when it when it's going to happen and not yeah. be yeah not be constantly chasing that's what that's what I was going to say I think it's thing. important to uh, to just you know know that things are going to happen when they need to happen yeah um I, i'm i'm kind of the same way you know going from college i went straight into a foundation course and then i went straight into a degree uh i didn't want to take any time off and then i i got very lucky for me that i, I did get a job coming out of uni uh but my my, uh, my patience is more like i want to be the best designer that I possibly can be. Yeah. But, you know, I'm I'm going to be, I'm hoping at least that I'm better at 40 than I was at 23 or yeah. than I am at 23. But I can't rush those years. They have to come naturally. That's a really and good point. Yeah. That, that's the patience that I'm learning for sure. Definitely. I look back at the work that I did when I first, I, I first got into design through hand lettering. Um, and I look back at the, the stuff that I did three years ago and think at the time I remember feeling so frustrated that I couldn't do half the things that I can do now. And obviously that I couldn't I couldn't rush those three years at all. It was practice and yeah. taking time away from it as well was is important to you can't just work and work and work and work because that overwhelm will just ruin it anyway. Yeah. So yeah, taking taking the time, letting it sort of come naturally and then yeah, now I look back on it, I think, oh yeah, like that was that was important. And for me, that comes in, this all ties right into the, like, the process, one of the pieces as well, like sort of allowing that process to happen. Yeah. This is something that I just said to Mark off podcast is that <laughs> I still have a backup of all my college work. All right. Part, part of me wants to delete it because it's horrific. 
but part of me wants to keep it because it's like I get to see the process of where I started and where I am now and hopefully in 10 years from now I get to look at this work and see process from from that point as well uh and you touched on uh taking a break which I think is a very important aspect of the design process because going back to the strategy thing of it uh, something that I learned at uni is an idea will come to you when it needs to come to you yeah uh so often at least in the first two years at university I would just do all the research do all the strategy and then I would just rush a design and it would never look the way I wanted to until my teacher was like you need to be idle you've taken you've taken in all this research you actually have to let your brain accept it and yeah. then some you'll have that eureka moment so to speak and once i started accepting that all right i can take the day to not think about anything and it will and it will come into my brain and a lot of the times it will come in that day that i took off yeah like, like i would go for a drive and something would uh you know tick in my head and from there it's just knowing that you have to take that time uh, and be patient with it. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a really that's, important one. Yeah, that, I mean, that's the thing I've, I've heard uh, a lot of uh, big logo designers say is, is that you should take a day between presenting the work and uh, and, and finalize, or finalizing the design and presenting the work so that you've got time to actually reflect on it, look at it with fresh eyes. So that's, mm. a, that's, that's a good point. But, but yeah, I mean, the, the patience thing is... Is, you know like the day-to-day finishing projects or dealing with clients not having got, or getting frustrated it's things like that uh, you know you can work on yourself and you can uh, d- you can you can work on it by, by dealing with those situations if you have that situation then it's how you approach it and how you how you deal with that is is bettering your patience i guess and if you if you deal with it in a in a way that is more patient then you gradually get more patient over time um by constantly dealing with it that way um and i've i've i think i've built my patience up rather than design ways but more more in just i don't know simple things like arguing with family and uh stuff outside design is to help my patients more um mm-hmm. to be honest uh but yeah i like the the point you made as well about wanting everything now and being the best designer you can be i mean we always growing up in a social media world we we always want things now and um yeah like amazon prime want things the same day <laughs> yeah. uh like millie's new microphone that's coming um yeah just not <laughs> <laughs> yeah just being just being patient and stuff stuff like that um if you deal with those things in a certain way it helps you get more patient um, yeah so oh, that's where i dealt with it um, yeah it's, it's definitely a personal trait as well as a work trait so mm-hmm. a lot of these things are things that you need to adopt in your everyday life rather than just your design career which i think is really yeah, important definitely. yeah to know that that's the sort of stance that you need to take as a person rather than just as a designer and then the career stuff will follow yeah and it just reminded me of the the um long term the patience is, is what we're going to talk about next is the persistence of things having that that patience to do the same thing day in day out and as long as you've got the passion there it shouldn't feel too it shouldn't feel too bad you should be you should be uh yeah. constantly getting up and constantly feeling excited about it maybe not every day but that's everyone you know everyone's like that maybe you don't get you get a couple of days when you feeling down or not wanting to do a certain project, but over the long term, your, your passion for it should still feel, from what I've learned from people, it should still feel excited. You still, should still feel excited when you get up. You know, you look at Lance Wyman and Paul Scher, people that are doing their, doing design into their you know, 60s, 70s or 80s, 90s, and they're still yeah. excited to get up and do it. That's why I want to, I want to be like that. I want to, I want to get up and do that yeah. at 90. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. So that's the persistence exactly. of it. Sure. Yeah, I think that persi- comes from not. Sorry, go on, Mary. I was just going to say, persistence and patience are they they're interesting ones to put next to each other because, in a way, they're sort of opposites. Because as we were saying about the whole taking a break thing, sometimes it is really important to know when you need to persist with something and when you need to be patient and let it sort of take its own course. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I will start a job and think, oh, this isn't going where I want it to go, so I'll just leave it. Whereas actually, I should have persisted with it and that kept going until I if I just worked another 10 minutes then I would have tweaked that logo and thought oh yeah I love that but then sometimes you do work five hours on the same logo concept and think this isn't going anywhere and you need to know that 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 is a patience thing Mm. if you know what I mean they're they're both really important but they're and they work together but you've got to get that balance right and know when is more important in what situation 
Yeah, that's interesting because I, I, for me, persistence is more of just uh, more of a long term thing. I guess I, I haven't really thought about it in a short term thing, but you're you're definitely right. You're definitely right in having, um, ha- having uh, getting on with t- stuff and not getting distracted. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> like the yeah, that's really interesting. Persistence is for me, it's definitely more of more of long term thing. But now you now you say it, I mean, getting into a flow state or, or stuff like mm-hmm. that, which I've just discovered uh, how to do it with myself. I've sort of unlocked the secret, which is great. Um, oh, it's share it, please. Yeah, yeah. It's it's basically uh, basically just house music playlists. <laughs> just listen to like like I don't know, like, uh, F- uh, Flume or uh, Fatboy Slim. Just put on a playlist and. Um, yeah not really think about the words but it's yeah, something about the, the tempo of the music that gets me concentrated or just gets me uh but i think it's also because there's not many words in it as well i can't get distracted too easily but uh, i know what you mean that sort of music if i put some like cheesy 90s or noughties music on then i just want to sing along <laughs> yeah <laughs> whereas if you put yeah that sort of it's good background music i see what you mean yeah, yeah. whereas podcast is distraction for me I mean, oh I know, yeah i put everything uh, down and listen and yeah, then, yeah. yeah. That's it. But it's uh, good. It's good when you're doing um, something that doesn't take your full attention. Yeah. Um, so especially. Yeah, I to, sorry, gone. No, I was just going to say, especially when I used to be at uni, podcasting, uh, like driving. Sorry, was my prime time to listen to podcasts yeah. because you're not obviously you're concentrating on driving, but you're not like having to really think about it. So mm. it was perfect. But yeah, definitely podcast doing podcasts and um, working at the same time is a strange one. Sometimes if I'm doing like illustration, which can quite often be like long time of just tracing something or colouring, then that's the ideal time to listen to a podcast. But yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say the exact same thing, driving. Yeah. Or like or like if I've got if I've gone for a walk or something. Yeah, that's a good, good time as well. to, for podcasting. But yeah, if I'm doing something a, a little less uh thought inducing i guess then then yeah um podcasts are fine but i i did the same thing music with very little words or sometimes with hip-hop which is the complete opposite (laughs) but it's like 90s hip-hop i listen to a lot of it's the beat isn't it that's what i think i think it is the beat yeah yeah that's good that's good (laughs) i find that also if i listen to songs that i know really well then i don't listen to them because if, if i try and put on like a discover friday or like new music then I'm concentrating on the music so much because I like it. Whereas if I listen to stuff that I've heard like a thousand times, then that works really well as background music for me. Yeah, and unless it's Bohemian Rhapsody, and then I just think, oh, right. yeah. Oh, I think everybody does that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the one song that I know all the words to. Yeah, same. Good song. Yeah. <laughs> I want to say I do, but I bet you I'll mess it up. <laughs> right, maybe uh, I'll just do a podcast and try it. I only do because I had to learn it in a music <laughs> lesson. Oh, we had to learn uh, "We Will Rock You" ah. in my in high school. For, for oh. some, was it high school? I don't know. I feel old because it I was wish my like, music lessons were like that. We had to learn like nursery rhymes and stuff in, in high school. <laughs> Taking it back, yeah. Yeah, they weren't. None of us were very good at music, I suppose. <laughs> Start with the basics, yeah. um, and that can relate it back to design as well. Start with the basics. Um, yeah. <laughs> bit of a tangent yeah <laughs> but but yeah I, I think this is a really important chat just to and to constantly be reminded ourselves and the listeners of having these and, and it's, you know they're not like rules but they're almost like going back to that list of checkpoints is something that's very um, uh, personal to ourselves that's number P <laughs> uh, very that's personal not. to ourselves just uh, just yeah I don't know I, I really found benefit in, in writing down because I've got you know, I've got a whole list of the whole A4 yeah. sheet of what the each thing means to me. Awesome. And it's really given me a sense of clear direction. Um, yeah. Oh, yours is highlighted as well. Uh, no, I know. I'm very impressed. Extra mile. Yeah. I only did that because uh, Drew did it. And I thought, that's a good idea. I'm going to see all that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, under, yeah. under persistence, the last couple of things I wrote down on it, uh, the ability to have dedication and patience and to do it over a long amount of time. Um, uh, not letting quality of standards drop over the time and giving your career time. And, and that comes back to the perspective as well of not wanting yeah. everything all at once um, and not being fooled by social media of everyone being the same age when obviously yeah. you can't you can't. Well, yeah, that that's, yeah. Yeah, and I, I've written something similar. I've just said I, I'm very nitpicky as a person and I can always, 
I point out what I could do better and just constantly. I don't take it as like a, a knock on myself either. It's more like, oh, I could do this better, so I'll, I should learn how to go out and do that. And that, and it's sh- uh, showing a care to, to do it instead of just doing it because, you know, out of necessity. It's because I actually yeah. want to do it. It's because you want to be better, yeah. Exactly. Does anyone else have anything written down for, for either the ones we've already talked about? No, well, yeah, similar to what we already said about, um, I was just reading over my notes, um, something that I've noticed as well, it links back to the patience thing, but if any time that I try a new skill, I'm one of those people that I see something creative and I think, oh, I'm going to try that. Anytime I try it and then it's so easy to do it first time and go, oh, I'm not naturally good at that and just give up. Whereas there's been yeah. things like frame by frame animation is something that I absolutely love to do. First one I did was absolutely horrific, <laughs> but for some reason I did actually persist with it, which I'm really pleased about now because I love it. And it's something that I can offer as quite a unique thing as a branding package. Yeah. So I'm really, really glad that I actually persisted with that. And it does show that just because I know it, I know it's obvious. I like obviously stick with something that you're not necessarily good. You're not going to be good at everything straight off. But, um, yeah, I think that's an important one. Important one yeah. to, if, especially if you're impatient, like like I am. <laughs> yeah. M- mine was going back to passion, and it it came off the heels of a uh, Milton Glaser passing away. Mm. Uh, he had a quote that said, "You know, there's always going to be somebody better, so be the best version of you." Uh, which I thought, you know, for me, I'm a very competitive person, so it's hard to stifle that. But he is absolutely right. It's it's more important to run a race against yourself than um, than other people because other people really are in different stages of life than you are, and you don't know uh, their story. Is that it's more important to to run your race against yourself and constantly improving against yourself instead of being like, I'm going to compare myself to Paula Scher, who's been doing this a lot longer than me. Yeah, I've had that issue, and and that's something that I, I used to struggle with, and thankfully I've just gotten over. And it's funny because it's come with not having social media on my phone and not being on social media a lot. Um, it's really, I'm sure it's tied in with that. But, um, but yeah, that can, the comparison's uh, the devil. <laughs> I had a really good quote, but I can't remember it. And it's really frustrating now. It's about not comparing yourself. but Not, compa- uh, ca- eh, not comparing your B-roll footage to somebody else's highlight reel. Yeah, like. there's, there's that. Yeah. But it's also not... That's a good one. It was don't compare, do something else. But I can't remember what it was. I probably rhymed as well. I'll come back to it. I'll come back to it. I remember it. Um, I have to add it in the blog post at the end. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and this is another thing is, is having um, principles or, or rules in your own life. Um, I mean, principles of, is what this sort of is. These, all of these things are, I guess, principles um, in your own life. They're, like, they're little mantras or little things that, that people can take and, and meet and do what they want with them. But um what what are some of your uh, life principles? And then we'll go on to like, design principles because I've got two different sort of halves yeah. for that, that word. Yeah, you can look at this in two different ways. So I, I was thinking sort of like personal-wise, how I treat clients and how I decide what clients I want to work with, but also how I sort of present myself to not only clients, but like people who might follow me on social media or things like that, and how I want to appear as a designer and as a person in general, which is generally just like as transparent and honest as possible and um i find that's important where wherever you are in work to always make sure that there's no sort of um front up and that people people know what your goals are and what your um what your driving like motivations are in things and also the the things that you might struggle with that people could then relate to and all things like that i think it's really important to be honest Generally, yeah. and mine, mine's quite sim. Mine's quite similar. It's you know, it's the typical treat others how you'd like to be treated. Yeah, good you one. Know, it, it's literally you should be empathetic of other people and try and understand their perspective as best as possible. Uh, I, th- I think that's 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 my key one, especially uh, to other de- like to other people in general. But when you see designers coming in to the industry now, like who have just graduated. You know, it's it's important to be as I feel like it's important for me to be as helpful as I can be to them. Yeah. Uh, if, there's, if there's any 
advice that I could give them, I'm always, I'd always want to give it because there's no point, you know, hoarding it for yourself. I think there's no, it, nothing gets achieved that way. If you're that kind of person who's like, well, I learned this the hard way. So yeah, that really yeah, frustrates I, me when people say that. Oh my God. I think, you know, if you've learned something that took a lot of hardship, yeah, you, I feel like you should see it took a lot of hardship and go, well, I wouldn't want someone else to deal with that. So if there's any way that I could teach somebody something that I've learned a hard way, I should do it. I've actually heard designers say that before, like on podcast, even even on podcasts, and being like, "Well, nobody told me how to do it, so why should I share?" And it's, I just, I don't really understand that mentality. Yeah, it comes back to the the honesty thing and sort of the the transparent sort of way of presenting yourself. It's a complete lack of empathy, really. Yeah. I think that, that empathy is a really important point, definitely. Absolutely. And they're, they're all very uh, very good rules to live by or, or things to live by. Um, and I, I'd written down hard work and um, being intentional. That's something that's important to me right now. Uh, like we said, all these things, having the passion for what you do, having patience, persistence, having your own principles, our principles um, and having a good portfolio and being respectful and being... Uh, having perspective and all of these things are all principles that we all try and live by and um, yeah I think that's good I think that's a good nice nice little summary so the other thing I thought about with principles um, is that they're design principles as well not just uh, life principles obviously in our career in our field um, this is probably the one that relates relates to us the most and one that I've realized I didn't really understand fully uh, a couple of, couple of months back I didn't have a full understanding of what the core principles of design are so I'll go through them and people at home can listen to it and make notes and um, and then look into them deeper and understand them deeper. Uh, but I've got layout, alignment, hierarchy, proximity, scale, balance, repetition, colour, contrast and negative space. So that's a little list I've made and they'll be on my on my wall now. Um, just to remind me every time I do a design that they'll be there staring me down, making sure that I use a couple of them or have a think about what I'm doing. Um, when I'm creating a layout or creating a design or creating uh, something for a client so yeah it's important to know design principles because it definitely impacts what you're creating yeah and I think it's something that's easily like once you're in design for a long time you some people tend to forget about some of them uh, and I think it's definitely important to have a list of it to refer back to there's a Skillshare video I think I think it's Ellen Lupton's yeah that was fantastic and, yeah and I I watch that back every every once in a while just to remind myself, because the more like complex you get, like the, the further you get into design and the more the the complex thinking that you learn, sometimes you forget some of the basics. And I think it's always important to go back and and look through the basics so it's always fresh in your memory. Yeah, for me, this is definitely um, my uh, improve <laughs> my improve point because a lot of my graphic design knowledge is self taught. So I haven't necessarily got the the grounding theory to refer back to. So I've spoken to Mark about this and like, I, as much as I understand what these principles are and I would do them subconsciously because I do design all the time and obviously that you do, you do incorporate those things into work. I'm not doing it consciously. And I think yeah. that's definitely something that is important and I need to make sure I sit down and understand each of those principles and I'm consciously putting them into my work with intention rather than just hoping that they're there and that they look okay. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's exactly it. Yeah. That's uh, intention as well. Come back to one of my other principles. Well, yeah. uh, oh, it doesn't begin with pace. It's not allowed to be. Allowed to be in the list. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, no, that's, uh, yeah. For any, for anyone listening, um, I think it's so important, so important to get those nailed before anything that we've covered already in this top, in this podcast, um, getting your design principles. If you want to be a designer, get those sorted first. Uh, well, maybe passion comes before that because you've got to have a passion to want to learn the design principles. Um, yeah. And maybe you need patience to learn the design principles. It's, it's a lot of <laughs> I think, that, back and I think they all come hand in hand. <laughs> yeah. Very important. <laughs> um, yeah, once, once you've uh, learned your design principles, you could probably move on to building up a portfolio once you've got that. Yeah. So that brings me nicely on to the next one. Um, these segues are working well. <laughs> I was about to comment, yeah. What a segue. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. For me, portfolio, and when, when making this list originally, we had five. Um, this was one of the original five that I had, um, and, and one that led to get me this, this new job that I've got. Having a portfolio that represents what you want to do, 
having a really strong portfolio with a minimum of six strong projects. I've heard people talk about before the, uh, the strong six rule of having yep. six projects that really reflect the work you want to do and the designer or creative you are. Um, I've never heard that rule before. Yeah, it's good. I think that's where I didn't come from a graphic design background. I was never taught that. I mean, I, does... I learned it fairly recently, I'd say, that yeah. the exact same thing. Yeah, I guess I've spoken to 180 people, so I guess it's, it's come from that. Maybe I need to optimise my portfolio in that way. There we go, another improvement for me. <laughs> well, this is the thing, this is one of the things yeah. that you'll you're learn from the many people that you speak to on the podcast. Um, yeah. these, these philosophies and these thoughts around how you handle yourself um, in your design career will pop up in your brain, you'll automatically realise and, and subconsciously take them in as well. Um, so yeah, Strong Six is it's, it's like a, from what I understand, people talking about it, it's, it's almost, um, if you can't get, um, okay, so if you've got like 10 projects, you want to narrow it down to your best six, so uh, and then make them really, really good, flesh them all out, make them like amazing, like ones that you're really, really proud of, it's, it's, and that's much better than having 10 projects that you're sort of umming and ahhing about and you're not 100% yeah okay with it's better to have six projects you're amazing and, and that are fantastic and really good you're really proud of rather than uh 10 that you're okay at or, or say I, six I think, that you're great for you know i think if you've got those six projects that you're really proud of it's easier to talk about absolutely if you've got if you've got mm. a project that you're kind of um and ah and about you you're yeah. gonna de- you're gonna deliver it with that same kind of uh not fear what's the word i'm looking for but you, you get what i'm trying to say like uh, the uncertainty that's yeah, the that's yeah, yeah. Exactly self-doubt that. like a, yeah this yeah. is that project that i did that time that i kind but, of like but yeah if you're yeah. but if you've got six pro- projects that you're confident in you're going to be able to articulate how and why and what it is yeah the reasoning yeah exactly exactly yeah, you're connected to the project to guess more yeah yeah um i've written down this, this portfolio thing is an ever-growing process as well never got another p process but um an ever-growing ever-growing thing uh it never stops and um Actually, I've got a sticker on the back of my laptop that says "Can't stop, won't stop." I love that. It's a great saying. <laughs> Thought I'd mention it in it. I might get that as a tattoo one day. I love it. Um, <laughs> another, another P, right, Paul Trevelyan, um, a friend of the show. I guess uh, someone who's been on the show, eighty-five-year-old illustrator, Paul Trevelyan, sports illustrator, considered the grandfather of um, sports illustration. Uh, he, it's one of his philosophies. It's, it's like. He was almost like rest when he's died, like rest when he's dead. Yeah, I think that's I like that one. unhealthy, but also very healthy. As in, like he loves his yeah. work so much, and he does take break. Obviously, he he does like stop at the end of the day. That's or... part of the passion, though, isn't it? Like yeah. we said, like a creative career is going to take over your life. You need to understand that if you want to if you want to pursue one. Um, so yeah, I think that that is that sort of mentality. The can't stop, won't stop. I've got a sticker on the back of my laptop that says "Dream hard, work harder." Ooh. That's sort of like. The more you can think about it all you want, but you got or you got to work for it. He's so, nice. yeah, I think that's a good sort of philosophy to have. Yeah, okay, do you want to failed. chime in with a Kobe Bryant quote? <laughs> I mean, I've got a lot of. I disagree through his books, and well, what's the what's some great quotes from Kobe? Now, now you put me on the spot. I'm trying to <laughs> think of one in particular. Well, even we just the mentality. The mamba mentality. Yeah, it's just that urge to be the best that you possibly can be and work as hard as you can that i love like kobe's stories of like calling people and saying hey come work out with me and he's already done two hours worth of workouts before that guy shows up <laughs> which I, I don't know how you can correlate that into design but i think it's just a funny well we tried to do it we, we sort of tried i guess as in we yeah. said to each other we'll get up at seven I'm not sure yeah, we, haven't, we, had, we haven't spoken about it for a while. So I'm not sure what's yeah, initially, we had a plan to wake each other up at 7 a.m. every single day. And uh, it lasted, what, like five five days? Somewhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's really funny. But uh, it's stuff like that. It's stuff like having, again, discipline is a big, a big um, principle for me. Is, it's, it's tr- at least striving for the discipline because I'm nowhere near what I want it to be. But striving to have discipline in everything that I do is... Uh, mm-hmm. It's an important thing for me. Yeah, same. that's one that I definitely need to improve on. I'm a pro procrastinator. Well, um, I think for everything as well, we're all we're all twenties, right? So I think I think yeah. we're nowhere near the peak of our design career. If you think about it in sports, people, uh, the peak of their design career is twenty. Uh, peak of their design career, peak of their <laughs> sports career, career um, is like uh, twenty six, seven, eight, nine, thirty, maybe. Um, 
So, I mean, even in design career, it's probably more like 45, 50. Yeah. So. That's the thing with design. As long as you're keeping up with it and you're keeping up with the trends and you're working hard, like, you're not going to get worse. You're only going to get better at this, like, at this sort of stuff. So other... it's not like with your, with your, when you're doing sport and your knees get a bit crummy. Mm. Uh, with this, with design, you do tend to just get better and better at it. So we're in the we're in the right place to be because Sony up. <laughs> well, that's it. I, I think there's, um, I think there's definitely something to be said that we're doing this in our spare time, and mm. uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for the future. Um, to be to be doing a podcast about design and, and to be doing that in our spare time and, and talking to people and learning from people. And I do think we already have the knowledge. I think that. Uh, because of spoken to so many people now, I think that most of the stuff's been passed down. It's just it's just a matter of like implementing it. And if you listen to yeah. all of the podcasts out there, I think you you'd be way way further ahead than other people who haven't done research or haven't done podcasts or haven't subconsciously uploaded that into their brain. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's helped me podcast. That's another P. <laughs> God, we have so, so many, many of these. these. <laughs> um, but yeah, portfolio. Anyone else got any uh, thoughts? Final thoughts on portfolio? Yeah, I think this is a, obviously a really important one for a designer. Like you've got to have a portfolio. You've got to prove that you know what you're doing, that you've done it before. Um, I think a key thing for me has always been because I did a very varied degree, so a lot of my work was very sort of one thing of this thing, and then one a built a website, and then I built an app, and then I built a video game, and all things like that. But I think your portfolio should be reflective of what you want to do. So if there's something that you, you might be really proud of it and there might be some element of design in it that you did say, when I did the video game, I did all the 2D graphics. So I would put that in my portfolio. But at the same time, I would always put relevant work over, say, work that, work that maybe took me longer. Mm-hmm. It's not relevant to what you're applying for or what, you, what you're trying to get more work of. Then you need to be quite specific. I know that this is probably a really obvious point, but no, <laughs> for me, good. this is no, something that I've definitely... It's definitely important to like definitely realized find your niche, so to speak. Mm. We talked about this with uh, I think it was Jasmine who brought it up on the on the Black Originals podcast, where she said, you know, it's important to find your niche and really fine tune it. And yeah. I, I think at uni I was trying to be everything that I could possibly be, and then by the end of uni I was like, oh, I actually quite enjoy branding more than more than anything else in design, so I might as well try and pursue that. And luckily at least to this point it's worked out all right and uh the goal now is to, is to keep it up and, and to improve every time i'm, I'm really yeah. interested in this niche thing um and i know it's not a p but we can discuss it uh the the fact that everyone that i know like well, most people that i know as a designer have found niches but i know a lot of people as well that are a general designer um yeah and they work like i do okay so i'm niching in sports design right i do a lot of I work in a sports club. I do sports design, but within that is a bit of motion, a bit of uh, illustration, a bit of uh, layout design, a bit of type design. Um, yeah, it's all of those things covered, but in a niche. I guess that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. And with yeah, the branding is... as well, like with the branding thing you do, you could, it'd be all of those things. Yeah. Within they, the branding, they, they definitely still apply. You know, it's. Um... Because it, it's more than we we don't just make a logo and say hey do something with it. Right. Obviously, there's we need to know how to apply the logo to different uh, scenarios, and and with that comes the typesetting, the logo stings, or you know anything in between. Animation, yeah, the occasional animation. Uh, but I, I don't know. I've always just kind of clumped that in as part of des- as a brand design. I guess I haven't really. I didn't really think of it that way, but uh, yeah, I think that's is a good point that you're making. But uh, I don't know how many people can do layout design for football clubs as a niche. Right, that's a very very niche. niche. The niche has got to be viable. There's a really good guide actually. I'll give him a little shout out. Not that he needs it, but Tom Ross has got a really great niching guide, um, which sort of looks at. Why are you laughing? Yeah, it just looks at like picking. Um, there's like four, like four different areas you could niche in, or say like you could niche in your target market, or you could niche in your skill set, mm-hmm. or things like that. So you're not necessarily looking to go right layout design in Sports Illustration for football clubs because that's yep. so specific. But you could say, oh, I, I will be a designer for football clubs, or I will be a layout designer. Like the, you don't have to 
have all three or four things that I can go that targeted. You could yeah. say for me, like I'd, I'd do branding and brand identity as well. And I like to do it for small businesses or I like to do illustration um, and I like to draw portraits. So I wouldn't just illustrate anything. I'd normally just illustrate portraits and things like that. You don't, it doesn't have to be, I don't think so specific that you limit yourself mm. because that is always the worry, isn't it? About niching. People always say they don't want to niche because they don't want to get stuck or they don't want to not, not attract certain clients because they're in a certain niche. Right. But I think there's, especially if you're just starting to niche out, I think it's um, important to, to do it in stages and be like a little bit at a time and not try and just go, right, okay, that's it. I'm only doing this for this, for these people and getting really in on it. Yeah, I mean, it comes down to personal personal situations. I think if, if, you're, if you know what you want to do, um, and some people will, some people won't know what they're going to do, and it, maybe they got an inkling and they want to slowly go down that route. So yeah, it's definitely up to the person, I think. Might be a, a matter of finding your speciality over niche. Yeah. Like, where, what do you want to specialize in? What kind of fields do you want to be in? And what kind of environments do you want to be in? What do you enjoy? Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah it's important. Yeah. That's, uh, that, again, kind of has a passion. Yeah. What do you enjoy? I think it, another thing on the niching, I've asked this question a lot because this is something that I really struggle with because I hate the idea. I'm, I love variety and I hate the idea of having to pick one thing and stick to it. Is that we are very young and yeah. you're, nobody's expecting you to niche at like 22, 23. Uh, it's, it's quite normal to do a bit of everything mm-hmm. for a long time and then realize, say, as you said, like the peak of your design career might not be till you're in your 40s. Yeah. then we've got like 20 odd years <laughs> before we have to choose a niche like, there's no rush you don't have to do it it's one of the reasons i enjoy brand designers because it, it's a speciality but there are other elements to it when it mm. comes to the the brand application yeah it is so, very so it does it satisfies that need to do more while, while staying within a, a department i guess so to speak agreed that's why i chose it too <laughs> yeah do you, do you think niching is a, a bad word for it? Do you think it's like, a, maybe it's, it betrays the wrong thing? The word niche know. to niche, is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I suppose I think, it does have yeah. has connotations of like being really limiting. But I suppose mm-hmm. anything, like if you were to say, oh, you've got to specialise in something, is, is, that limit, is that quite limiting as well? Is, I don't know how you would, what you would call it to make it sound better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it depends on how you apply it. Like if you, if you consider branding a niche, once like if you open, it's like opening a box and learning that there's more things inside of it. Mm, you know, that's it, very true. I think that's at least the way I think of it. I don't know if niche is the best word for it, but it's it, there's so many counterparts inside of a, a bigger part. Uh, that's that's a very good point because a lot of people when i tell them that i do brand design they go oh so you do logos then it's like yeah, no, it's not yeah. just logos <laughs> there's more to it they do, they do so much more and than that. yeah there's like yeah and it, it is exactly that because i remember thinking when i was trying to decide whether i wanted to specialize in niche or whatever in illustration or uh, web design or whatever and i was always really drawn to branding mm-hmm. it was only when i actually started doing branding that i realized how much there is it's yeah. not there's so much strategy to it and there's the psychology and you've still got the whole ux sort of side yeah. to it as well and how people respond to things and as you say it's almost like opening a box and there's all these bonus stuff inside yeah. that you didn't know it's like, well, be there if you go to pentagram's Insta- uh, website or jessica walsh's website it's not their case studies are never just a logo on its own it's no, always exactly. a, a logo applied in different ways and often they involve the strategy in, in the case study and explain why they went a certain route. So it, it's it's niching in a way, but it's more, like I said, like opening a box to find that there's other boxes and you get to enjoy opening more and more and more. Because it's important, obviously, not to spread yourself too thin. Because that is yeah. something that I've definitely was at, struggled with when I was at uni doing a very varied degree. It was like, uh, what do they say? Uh, Good at everything, master at none. What is what is the saying? I, I do know what you I think that's yeah. Yeah, that that saying. Yeah, sort of. I could do a little bit of everything, but there was nothing that I was specifically good at. Whereas mm-hmm. now that I've finished uni, and well, towards the end of my degree anyway, I could obviously start working on my own stuff a lot more, and definitely 
find that if you focus in on something, then it gives you that scope to become really good at it. And if you're trying to be good at everything all at once, then you're never going to be able to do that because nobody can. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm sort of like a little bit torn with that because uh, I think we're three people that have found something we all love, branding or, or sports design, and we're doing it um, for small businesses or, or you know, football clubs or you know, for, for brands. Um, so I think we're almost like the wrong people to talk about it. But I think niche, I think I think you can be a jack of all trades. I think you can be a jack of all trade yeah. designer under that branding under that under that name jack of all trades and talk to especially if you want to work in a studio if you want to work in a local design oh, studio that's also if you want to be self-employed because yeah. well they, they call you like a unicorn don't they when they say you can do all the things like you can you can be given a, a brief and design the website the branding the strategy the the marketing all of it all Copy do the right whole lot yeah <laughs> yeah everybody's favorite yeah, <laughs> yeah. i quite like copywriting i'm, I'm trying i'm trying more and more to get better and better at it but, yeah, uh, you're more than welcome to do something for the podcast if you want. <laughs> I'm terrible yeah, at that. I, just, I might have just dug myself a hole. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I, I agree. I, yeah, I agree. I think I think what what specialising in something does is gives you a clear focus. And I think this is where this conversation comes around to a nice circle. Is, is it, it? You don't have to, but it's it gives you a nice focus, especially if you're working on your own brand or, or sorry, you're working on your own business for clients. Um, I, I, when I worked on my own, um. Uh, my, own, my own business like Malia do uh, working with a certain type of client gave me more enjoyment and gave me more projects that I, I wanted to uh, to work on rather than working for everyone but uh, you, know, you don't have to and um, it also actually also makes you more discoverable as well if you if you say that that's you're, what I was going to say it's yeah. it's the way you then present yourself to clients it's like this is the sort of work I do and they'll come to you for that style or for that because they know that they're in your target market or because they know that the sort of work that you normally do is, as you say, yeah, more discoverable. It yeah. Makes makes it more obvious what what you're what you're able to do for people. But there you go. I do think that that's a that's a great discussion on niching. Uh, that'd be a great standalone clip on YouTube as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, it does I, still kind of fit into the portfolio. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Because niching doesn't begin with P. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. Uh, it's a great. It's a really <laughs> important thing to young designers. And if people find this podcast as the first podcast that we release and have it as a as a header for the website and all sorts i think it'd be a really nice discussion to have in this podcast so so yeah you don't have to but you can do <laughs> this is a nice way to lead that it's good yeah it's good Just, uh, chat to other people as well if, if you if you're wondering what you should do or don't understand what you should do or um got any ideas or you know if, you, if you're unsure then uh, chat to other people and that's another p people uh one we haven't actually written down because i didn't tell anyone <laughs> but i've just thought of it well it's uh, perspective isn't it as well yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's the next one is, is perspective um which uh also i guess attaches to people um but, but I, I will come on to perspective in a second but people for, for me has been huge networking and finding friends in the industry meeting people learning from people um yeah people surrounding yourself with the right people all sorts yeah it's huge yeah, and there's, there's people outside of design as well that you can learn from i think that's always important is is having those friends in the industry and i'm very fortunate to ha to be getting some friends in the industry and and i'm um, really enjoying talking to them i really enjoy talking to my dad because he doesn't or my mum because they my mum's very creative and my dad is not so um getting their perspectives especially if like they're the target market for a, a brand i'm i'm doing you know uh, <laughs> we're not always designing for other designers actually more often than not we're not designing for other designers we're designing for a consumer and we're designing for a client and if my parents or whoever outside of the design fit that demographic having a discussion with them might open your eyes to something that you might not think about absolutely yeah that's, that's a really important point. and that gives you perspective so perspective yeah. perspective. <laughs> perspective these 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 tangents are great these are what they call segways are great. Uh, perspective is, is the last one uh, I wrote down for the main list. Um, knowing where you are in your career, and we, I talked about it before about ladders, being on your own ladder, and um, this was the, the patience point as well and persistence. The long term of your, you, you've got to find out where you are on your ladder. For me, and I think for all of us, just sort of starting out, like we're on the first rung of the ladder. Just and, and most people listening to this won't be even beyond the ladder. They won't be climbing up it. They won't have started university. They won't be on any. They won't. Maybe they're just finding out that they like design. That's amazing. Yeah. What a start. 
Okay, whole mm. world, Eddie. Um, so yeah, only up from there. Yeah, exactly. That's the positive. Another okay, good point. Positive. Um, staying positive. I can write that one down. Mm. Um, but anyone got any thoughts on on their perspectives? Mine is more so about what I was just saying about gathering perspective from other people, whether it be in design or outside of design. You know, if you're in design, gathering perspective from a target audience, from the client, you know, and their consumer can help shape a, a brand or any piece of design really that you, um, and help you achieve the goals that you're trying to achieve with that with that brand and also you know getting perspective outside of design for your own personal life you know how do your decisions affect other people uh comes with uh perspective of, of from others and that doesn't have to mean like get, get a haircut and ask 10 other 10 other people what you think they should get that that's for you, but you know if it's a if it's a decision that's going to affect other people, affect other businesses, personally or professionally, I think it's important to gather as many perspectives as you can and create an informed opinion based on that. I think that's a really important one because as designers, unless you're doing something that's like a passion project or just in your own time, you are most of the time designing for other people. So it yep. is it is important to get other people's perspectives and know what they think of your work or whether it's having the intended effect, whether mm. you're, whether what you're doing is, is working. And they, they, clients can give you some gems without, whether they don't, they might not even think it's a gem, but when you hear it, it's going to spark something off. Yeah. Uh, Paula Scherz talked about her jazz at Lincoln Center branding project that she had. And um, I think her client said something like, well, jazz is kind of like putting a square peg in a round hole. And that quote, for other people, it might go over your head, but for a designer who's trained to look for those kind of things, that was the entire brand afterwards. If you look at the jazz uh, branding, mm. the A is a big round A and it's got a square hole in it because that's exactly what jazz is. And that, 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 didn't, that wouldn't have come if she didn't hear the perspective of another client. That's really cool, yeah. Yeah, things like that. And then I think it's important as well what we said about the perspective of other designers. I think this is a big thing for me. Obviously, I did think with this one, it's a lot about your own perspective and understanding where you are in your own process and things like that. But the perspectives of other designers when you're a young designer like we are is so, so, so important because they that's where you're going to learn from. They are people who have been there and been been in your shoes and done the same things and had the same struggles and got through it and as we said they might be able to offer you advice hopefully if they're empathetic people then offer you advice and help you get over those struggles quicker than they had to do by themselves so or yeah listening to the perspective of other designers whether it's they might be reviewing your work and saying that you have done well or something you've done wrong that you need to improve or it might be um just general career guidance mm -hmm. it's always yeah really important I love it. And and one thing for me was, was traveling as well. Traveling gave me a lot of perspective and um perspective on life rather than just design career. But um yeah, going to Thailand, I know it's cliche, going to Thailand and, and seeing people with less um less money than you or, or just, just realising how lucky you are, that was a big realisation for me, even at younger age, sort of fifteen about sixteen, just as age sixteen, like going to a different country and like a completely different country and realising different cultures and, and seeing different people and yeah you know it makes you really 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 makes you realize so traveling is a big one for me and that gives me perspective yes. agreed definitely important um yeah. i also wrote down for that uh in your in perspective in your career and in yourself uh no you're not yourself in, in the sorry in your own career and in the and in the industry uh, respecting yourself and others and other people's journeys and making sure you're only focusing on your own journey um, yeah that's very key <laughs> for a lot of young designers i think because so, yeah. it's so easy to compare yourself yeah a lot, a lot of I young designers can get lost in that 100 mm -hmm. i think we've all been there um, oh yeah 100 and it's it is so important to have perspective to be able to stop where you are and think okay this is where i want to go this is where another person is they've had a completely different way of getting there but also looking back and saying look at how far i've come I think that's such an important like perspective to have of your own work is to think, look at where I started. And yeah, let's say I've been at it for three years now from when I first realised I actually wanted 
to be have a jogging design. If I look back at some of those those pieces that I created back then and remember my headspace when I was 19 and thinking about where I wanted to be, when you look at it that way and you look at, as you say, like the rungs on the ladder and you think how far you are on your journey and also, yeah, thinking we're, what, 22, 23, our, our peak of career might not come for another 20 years or so. It's, it's really important to sort of be able to step back and look at your life in that way and think, I've got ages, it'll be fine. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. And that's how you carry yourself. And that's that's not the last thing I wrote down for perspective is perspective gives you that, that fuel for how you carry yourself. Um treating others the same, uh, how you like to be treated comes from perspective, comes from um yeah, so perspective yeah, perspectives give, give me a lot, give me a lot of things. Um and, and just listening to both sides of the story, uh, you know, from many different topics, um, watching the different news channels or, or trying to find out a bit more, or trying to find out why on certain topics, um, get, getting that different perspective is, is huge in life. So yeah. coming Another from a 22-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing about perspective, which I thought was kind of key, and I spoke to you guys about it earlier, was like the perspective that you see yourself from as well as a designer. I know that this is something that a lot of young designers suffer with and something that I really, really struggle with is like the imposter syndrome and thinking, oh, I'm only a 22-year-old designer. I've just come out of uni. Who's going to want to hire me? Who's going to want to work with me? That sort of thing. But you've got to give yourself that, I don't know. I I don't know how to say it. You've got to give yourself that recognition. This is another P, pride. You've got to take pride in what you do and be proud of how far you've come and what you're what your abilities are and the fact that people will respect you as an expert in your field if you're working with clients you are going to know more about design than they do and it's nice to know that that you you do know what you're talking about and it's yeah it's important to to recognize your your position as a creative and as a professional and be proud of where you are what you have achieved and how hard you've worked and yeah point. it's an important perspective to have i think very nice, very nice. Has anyone got any other points before we summarise? Another P. <laughs> no, I think that's. I think that's I, it I think we hit all my notes. Yeah, that's it for perspective. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> <I> was... What? <laughs> uh, there you go. Ooh, it's a good thing you went didn't go to my college because if, if your voice cracked at my college, the entire college would uh, ridicule you. Our friend did it the other night. We were watching the football. Our friend had that. Uh, it's hilarious. It is funny when that it's, happens. It's so hard not to. Me and my best friend, who I've known for like 10 years, if one of us does it, then that's the next 10 minutes. Yeah. It's it talking in high pitched voice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's something I've experienced as well. Can <laughs> can't, can't empathize there. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Um, it's not fun. That's a, lot, that's a lot of high school that Ooh, there we go <laughs> brilliant he's done it as well okay we'll leave it on this note we'll leave it on this note um yeah so we, we hope you we hope you, you found this useful this podcast um to summarize the p's that we found and, and hopefully that you can take them all away from this podcast write them all down find out what ones work for you maybe all of them work for you maybe some of them don't work for you and, and just write that list and, and give yourself a bit of a guidance i think for your career that's what we've done and it's really helped me so far over the last year of really honing these in um, and really realising them and, and making them a real actionable thing. Um, so, yeah, let's go through them again. Passion, patience, persistence, principles, process, purpose, pride, people, practice, <laughs> portfolio and perspective. And always be positive. There you go. They are the P's of the creative waffle philosophy. How many philosophy. was that? I don't know. I need to add them up. But there that you go. It's definitely not seven that we started with. No, well, it's, it's really evolved five. during the podcast. Can podcast be another P? It could be. It has been for me. So there you go. There you um, go. Start a podcast, everyone. <laughs> I, there you go. I mean, this has been great. I think this is really nice. Um, a really nice thing that we've done. I think. I think we're trying to summarize. Um, summarize our own. Uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say now. This has been a nice podcast. That's what I'm trying to say. This has been good. Yeah. So it's been good. Um, and I appreciate you both doing it and, and realizing what these sort of things are you and and uh, I hope it's given you you two guidance or a bit more clarity of what oh, you're trying definitely. to do. 100%. Yes, I definitely highlighted the bits that I need to work on. 
um, which is important. But also maybe recognise the bits that I have done well, which is I think it's always really important to give yourself that. Um, give yourself a pat on the back for doing that right. <laughs> yeah, it comes down your strengths and weaknesses. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. That is the, the podcast. Uh, do go and check out the other ones. Uh, please do go and uh, head over to the creativewaffle.club website so you can check out all the podcasts, you can check out write-ups of the podcast, you can check out all the, the pieces in the written-up format. Um, once, and, uh, once we work out what they are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, or go to Creative Waffle on Instagram to say hello to us all, um, and you'll be able to find everyone's link from there. But uh, yeah, I've been Mark Hirons. you got... I, I this is a new thing, so maybe just say <laughs> just just say uh, your name and where can people find you? <laughs> I'm Yakub May, and you can find me on Instagram at Yakub May and Twitter at Yakub May underscore. Because somebody took Yakub May and hasn't used it since 2012. <laughs> so if they're listening, give <laughs> it back. That's the most annoying thing. Yeah. So if 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 you're listening to this podcast, can I have it, please? Because I want <laughs> the. the <laughs> continuity is annoying me that underscore is the bane of my existence yeah that would get me too well i've been millie powell and you can find me on instagram at mjp multimedia and facebook's the same i don't really use twitter so sorry i'm not there but there you go <laughs> thank you very much for listening uh please do um check out the other podcast we've got recently just released one with paula show um episode 183 amazing we're nearly at 200 so um yeah thank you very much for all your support and we'll see you next time for another episode of the creative waffle podcast Thank you.